and welcome to episode 37 of our small holding life, warts and all. Um, as always, I've no idea what's in store for me this week coming. Um, and I quite like that. That's one of the reasons I like the life we live, is I never know what's going to come up. Um, and this podcast has become much more about... Uh, life in general than life on the small holding but I always say you know they are they're intertwined you can't you can't um, untangle one from the other because they are you know it is our life that is our life and uh, so that's what I talk about really a lot of our life and at the minute um, life for everybody is uh, not not great we're not having some great years are we you know I said last week going forward it's I don't think it's going to get a lot better um i hope it doesn't get a lot worse but i don't think it's going to get much better uh for the foreseeable future and so it's prudent to um to try and make your life uh, as resilient as possible which is what we try to do uh so yeah we 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 bought in um extra ibc tanks to start trying to save more water because i think water uh, is going to be a problem going forward um we just had the, you know the hottest year on record the population grows and grows and grows massively all the time uh, eventually there isn't going to be the water to go around uh, all the time coming out i mean i don't know how far in the future that is but that will come a time where you turn on your tap and you know it's your turn for rationing uh, so it doesn't come out i think that is a that is a foregone conclusion um and also, obviously, the energy prices just going, you know, up and up. I, I mean, I guess eventually they might come down, but that's long term. I think you're looking long term for that. So I think if you can um, do something to generate your own electricity or energy, that's uh, that's very prudent to do that. It's a wise investment, in my opinion, to do that, to do that. Um yeah, so what have I... Well, so I'll, I'll just recap on a bit last week's one. Um, so I did make some flatbreads. Um, they were great, actually. Uh, so I'm definitely going to make more of those. I think um, my daughter uses them for to make pizza bases and that as well. So and they're easy. Easy to do. Um, yeah, I don't know what else I'm going to be doing this week. But uh, at the minute, it's, everything's calm. I feel calm this week. So... All right, I'm watching the woodpecker in the tree, the squirrels running across the ground, the chickens are out in the paddock. The sun's not out yet and I have got washing to put out. I'm hoping it's not going to rain. But, um, yeah, hopefully I have a better outlook this week than I did last week. It's very depressing last week. Um, and I try to uh, chivvy myself out of that a lot of the time because um, it doesn't do any good to, to dwell on it. So... I start looking for the good things in life rather than the than focusing on the things that are not going so well and that are out of our control, but that we can um, try and do something about uh, to make it less of an impact. I think I must be really quite primal. That's what I, I feel that it might be. <laughs> because it's this time of year when I start um, making sure that we have everything... Um, for the winter you know for the coming winter ahead um and i make sure everything is all um in order make sure we've got all our stores gathered in if you like whichever way we do that so um last week i uh, ordered all of our um 
sort of grass-fed beef and lamb. And today I've just ordered uh, chicken um, and some sausages and bacon in, in sort of bigger, bigger loads, which will all be, um, I did double check with them, it's all coming fresh and it is, uh, which will all be um, set, you know, portioned out so that I don't get a whole load of sausages out that uh, we have to eat sausages for days on end. Uh, so I've ordered um, some fresh, uh, proper free-range chicken, which will all be, oh, they will all arrive on Tuesday, and I will all be, um, I'll probably keep one of them whole, and the rest of it, I'll probably portion them all out, so that um, we've got portions of everything, because it's just John and I, so I don't, you know, I could cook a whole chicken each time, but it's also great to have, you know, chicken thighs or chicken breast and things like that. So I have to sharpen my knives on Monday and um, portion all of those out uh, ready for the winter ahead. Um, it is the time of year I could really hug my freezers and say thank you because, um, you know, they're well stocked at this time going forward. I don't know what it is. I have no idea what it is. I could, you know... Uh, I don't even know what that is all about, but it's uh, definitely me. So I look at my the jars of stuff that I've dried over the summer and, you know, I've got still in jars and I, yeah, I, 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 I gather in my stores um, and I don't know why I do that, just, but I do. <laughs> um, it's, I guess it's part and parcel of uh, growing your own and, you know, building a good stock of stuff that you, that's going to see you through. Um hopefully and also because I, I you know I do like the premium sort of food in terms of higher welfare meat then um uh, so I order that in uh to go with the rest of everything else I've grown all all summer long and um, been storing away so yeah I feel like I'll be accomplished and uh we can hunker down for the winter. It's like I live on a, on the Outer Hebrides and I'm not going to ever get food again. It's not, I don't know, it, it's not like that because I can pop down the road and get it, but it's just a thing within me that I feel is uh, what I should be doing at that time of year. I'm quite pleased with myself because, um, uh, well, this was in, I think probably in last week's podcast, but um, you remember I had a breast of lamb, um, and a breast of lamb doesn't, you know, has more fat than lamb, to be fair. But um, it's still a useful piece of meat. And they're really probably one of the cheaper cuts as well, cheaper pieces of meat that you can buy. Um, so I, I, we, I, if you remember, it had the bones in. I, I rolled it and cooked it in the slow cooker. And we had that um, with mashed potato and gravy and that. And then I spent a little bit of while last night picking off uh the lamb separate and the dogs all had the sort of the bones and the bits of fat and the cats kind of shared it all out between them um and then john and i had um lamb with for our dinner but there was uh well after that i then i picked off all the bits that separated out from the layers of fat and everything and so there was like a a small bowl full of uh, lamb left and um i put that in the fridge overnight and in the slow cooker, I left the lamb, the juices that the lamb had cooked in to solidify. So today I was able to take off, scoop off the actual, just fat um, that had solidified. And that is in, now in a, in a bag um, written up. And it's, I will save that for roasting potatoes and that. Um, 
And then you're left with like a jelly underneath, which is always delicious, which is, you know, if you can't wait that long, just make some hot to hot buttered toast and put that on top. But it's uh, um, absolutely gorgeous. But I've left it in the slow cooker. I've put the lamb back in and I've added, um, well, I've added courgettes, sweet potato and... Um, Oh, some mushrooms that I wanted to use up. Now, John can't eat mushrooms, so this will be a soup that I will um, pulverise, you know, because he can't eat whole mushrooms. So but um, so I'm quite chuffed that I've managed to get a third uh, meal out of that, if you like, for um, from a very cheap piece of meat. Um, yeah, we, we'll, have, we'll have soup tonight with uh, some bread and stuff. Um and it'll be, um, you know, wholesome and good and nutritious. Um, so, yeah, I'm really happy that I, that I uh, went to the extra effort of um, separating out the, the sort of layers of fat and la left the lamb that was left on there. Because you couldn't actually, uh, by the, you know, by the time you did that, if you're dishing up, it would, everything would have gone cold. But you could do it afterwards. And, um, yeah, so I'm really happy. And I managed to get sort of like four meals out of that one piece of meat that actually when you look at it is you think oh no I can't be bothered to cook that but it's actually it is worth doing um and of course in that jelly you'll get all the goodness so much goodness um that uh will then go into the soup so that's got that's got we have tonight lamb and sweet potato soup mm. I've just been harvesting apples from the last um tree that needs harvesting um, when I tried it with the others, the apples wouldn't come away easily. So I've left them another, I think that's probably another couple of weeks, two or three weeks. And I thought, and they were looking amazing on the tree. And I thought, I'll go and try them. And yes, they started They started to came, come off easily. Um, this is, uh, if you have a look on the, if you go on to the um, Freeze and Farm page, you'll see pictures of this tree it's a dwarf tree and I can't remember what the variety is which is such a shame but in front of me here on the table where I've just been wiping them all down and sorting them all into various um you know blemishes or keepers I've probably got about 160 apples I kid you not and that's just from a dwarf tree and there are plenty um it's probably about another 30 on the ground that I will that have already fallen off that I'll leave for wildlife over the winter. So if you think that you haven't got room for a, an apple tree, um, just look at the dwarf varieties because they are quite heavily cropping. Um, my dwarf pear tree as well. I've had the biggest pears I've ever had on those this year, and so many. So um, if you think oh I don't have room, you do have room. You can get. I think these are even what I mean. I planted them in the ground, but they're the patio type because um, I just wanted them for in the veg garden. And uh, I'm so pleased, and I've just tasted one. I just had one apple with some Stilton, <laughs> and uh, it's delicious, absolutely delicious. And um, so if you eat apples, or even if you don't, you know, if the kids eat them, grandchildren, anybody, uh, just grow an apple tree. There, it's um, uh, they're just amazing um feel really lucky i'm going to um there's quite a few there that will store nicely so i wait for them to dry off because it's got like bits of rain in where the stalk is i'll dry them all off and um wrap them all individually in newspaper and store them and you know we'll be eating apples i will be eating apples john doesn't eat apples we'll be eating apples for weeks all for free mm -hmm.
It's Friday, 10 o'clock. Oh, it's cold today, or oh, it feels cold. It's a foggy start this morning. But um, initially, we did have... Uh, I saw the forecast, and it was just a blanket of blue across, but that seems to have moved north a bit now, so um, it doesn't look like we're going to get it. It was supposed to be like... Maybe it'll come later. He- uh, heavy rain and strong winds. <laughs> so it was like, oh, it's proper winter. Um, last night... Uh, John normally plays pool on Thursday, but uh, Martin couldn't come over and Maka hasn't come again since the baby was born because um, he does the sort of evening shift while Charlotte sleeps and then Charlotte does the night shifts. Um, So anyway, besides all that, so uh, I said, John, well, that's fine. Um, I want to go and get some stores for shopping, shopping stores. So I wanted to stock up on flour and... um, uh, sugar and some tinned things that I'll use. Just want to get some store stores in again. See, it's the same same thing. But I wanted to um, sort of when I bake, I want to batch bake because uh, obviously the energy prices are going tomorrow. Tomorrow is uh, October the first. I don't know quite what what is going to occur, but um, tomorrow is the day. <laughs> so. Um, I thought well, if I get plenty in, then at least when I want to do some baking, I've got enough stuff to do to to fill the oven and do a whole lot at the same time, which will be um, which I should practice anyway. Really, well, I did. I, I then um, a while back I bought extra loaf tins so that I can get uh, I think it's something like six cakes, six loaf cakes in the oven at the same time. So when I do a, a bake, and I, and I thought it was going to rain today, so I thought, well, today I'm going to be indoors mostly, so I'll get some baking done, but it's not raining at the minute. And so um, potentially I'm going to go out with Samantha and the twins and Shelley, just take them out somewhere. Um, so, yeah, that's what I, uh, that's what I planned today. That is not what I'm probably going to do today. Um, I've already, I have cut flowers this morning. I've, I'm having like um, orders coming in sort of quite, you know, I've a three in a row this week. So um, that's quite nice. Uh, tickling along, though it is coming towards the end of the sort of season for obviously the big wowsy uh, summer flowers now. Um, once we get that first frost, the dahlias will take a hit. The carnations, as I've said, are all, um, I've all boxed, I've planted those in planters so I can move them inside as soon as there's a threat of a frost or heavy rain and then a frost because I don't want the the, the flowers to be damaged on those. Uh, yeah, and then we'll be definitely moving into winter territory, um, which is uh, well, depressing as it isn't depressing all enough at the minute. Um, also in October is um, Lupus Awareness Month. So um, I will be uh, talking about that mostly on my personal Facebook page, to be fair. But um, it is Lupus Awareness Month. Uh, and so it's my job as a lupus um, sufferer, if you like, to raise awareness and uh, to give people the opportunity to ask questions if they want to. And um, because it is a very um, underdiagnosed uh, condition, and that's mainly because it's very difficult to diagnose because the symptoms, you may be somebody, maybe somebody goes to the doctor 
time and time again, but all of them are different uh, symptoms, different things. Um, and because it's not a, you know, it's, it's classed as a rare disease, it often goes under the radar um, of the doctor thinking, well, well, we'll do a blood test for that. And to be fair, the diagnosis is not that difficult once you get to a consultant. I mean, it, it's basically a physical examination of the symptoms that they can see. And that will be, they'll look at your hands and your joints and any rashes. Um, if you've got the facial rash across the, the bridge of the nose and onto the cheeks, they might do a biopsy to see what that is. Um, and then it's also and it's blood tests and it's so it's not that it's not a difficult diagnosis it's just that it presents with such a range of symptoms that uh, initially when you keep going to the doctor um, you know they'll be diagnosing something different and eventually you know you get to a consultant you get you'll probably get to dermatology or rheumatology or something like that and eventually you get a diagnosis but on average it takes people about seven years to get a diagnosis by which time lots of damage has been done to organs so um I was lucky I had a very quick diagnosis I would say six months um and that was because I started out with discoid lupus where my hair was falling out and I had bold patches on my head and it wasn't clearing up with the creams that the doctor was giving me. So he sent me to dermatology and then they diagnosed the discoid lupus. And then probably a year later, I had a full systemic breakdown. So um, I was already on their radar for lupus, if you see what I mean. So probably about a year and a half, two years, and I had my di- full diagnosis Um but it can take people a lot longer than that, which is uh, that can be really detrimental to their overall health then because it can um, be damaging major organs without people realising. So, yeah, so it's it's Lupus Awareness Month, everybody. So um, start talking about lupus. Um, look it up if you don't know what it is. Um, be aware and uh, we can all spread the news and the awareness and, you know, maybe might help to save somebody might help to get get somebody a, a proper diagnosis that they need i do have something exciting to look forward to uh this winter so um i'm not going to tell you exactly what it is yet but uh i am very excited as you can probably tell by my voice so this is somewhere i've wanted to go for a very long time um but we have to fly there uh and john hates flying um i think i think in my head, it's something like 1996 was um, the last time, the only time that uh, I've got him on a... Pl- no, that actually, that's not true. We went... Uh, that 1996 was the first time we ever went on a plane. And then I think something like 2017, I did manage to get him on one again for a two-hour flight to Scotland um and back again which he absolutely hated he was terrified so he does not like flying so um i'm going on my own well not on my own i'm going with um with shelly and martin and the children and martin's mum and uh it's somewhere i would have loved to have taken the children but uh, john did not like flying um so i've had to wait until i've got grandchildren to go and uh so i'm very excited about that and really that would be something to really look forward to um nearer Christmas so uh yeah I'll let you know exactly if you haven't guessed already where that is uh nearer the time but um uh, yeah it gives you something to look forward to and um I think that we need things to look forward to over 
the winter period because it can get very dark, cold and uh, gloomy. So, um, yeah, I'm well excited about that. I just literally confirmed that yesterday. So, woohoo! It's uh, quarter past nine Sunday. It's a lot milder today, which is nice. Just got one layer of clothing on. There have been times in the week when I've had three layers on because <laughs> it's quite cold. I'm trying not to turn the heating on. And then in the end, on that really rainy day, I just relented and turned the heating up a bit because I didn't want it to get damp either. So um, it's not much fun sitting in the, in the dark, in the cold, in the evening. Not in the dark, in the cold, but... Um, uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, it's much milder today, and apparently the sun's gonna, supposed to come out. It came out yesterday, it was a lovely day yesterday, and I did quite a bit of... Um, so I divided up quite a few perennials, um, some Achillea, uh, Yarrow. Um, I divided up quite a lot of that. I've um, put, been potting up, putting on seedlings that I've uh, been growing, um, some cornflowers, um, and some... The Eurygian, I dug up and potted all that up um I'm trying to think what else I've been doing I have been doing things but I can't think what um yeah it was a nice day the dog's barking sorry it's because John's out the back there uh he's about to just cloud a bit more of the the back bit um to try and stop the wind driving in over winter keep us a little bit warmer uh, today, oh, I've been doing quite a few flowers this week as well. Quite a bit of flower, quite a few bouquets of flowers every day since Wednesday. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, yeah, so I have um, done, been doing flowers, cutting flowers and stuff like that. So, uh, um, but I'm walking around thinking, oh, it's such a shame. It's almost, you know, you can tell it the year's turning because things, are, you know, leaves are starting to brown and. Like, oh no! I want uh, I want it to carry on. Um, this morning I got someone coming for flowers. Um, oh, sorry, I can't concentrate with those dogs barking like that and dogs. John's shouting at the dogs. Um, I've just whizzed round and a bit of housework. Charlotte's coming over this morning. Charlotte Macker and Oscar coming over for coffee this morning. So that'll be nice. I haven't seen them for a while. Um, yeah, just various bits. I've got. I just sorted out my bulbs. I still got a ton of bulbs to to plant, and um, I'm going to give some to my mum as well. So, because um, I don't think I just think I overordered, and I can't possibly uh, plant all of them. Um, also, I've been looking at uh, constantly thinking about next year, and then I also think should I get onion sets and garlic and put them in now, and that will save me less time in the spring. Um, and decided I kind of think I ought to, but the beds aren't ready. You know, it's one of those dilemmas. Uh, I sorted out, oh, oh, that's what I did yesterday a lot of the time. I, oh, I made a, a lovely um, dried flower wreath as well. I've been trying to sort out all my dried flowers, although I'm trying to photograph. I'm just terrible. I, if I photograph them better, I think they'd sell nicely. <laughs> but my photographing is very basic um, photography, and uh, I need to get on top of that, really, and sort of present them nicely so that people think, oh, yeah, I want, I want one of them. <laughs> this is just not happening at the minute. They're just very basic photographs. Um, another thing is it's such a lot to learn when you're trying to uh, run a business and um, present it on social media because it just it does need to catch people's eye. Um, you can't just rely on people thinking, oh, I know where I can go and get that. You've got to 
catch the eye of people to um to really get them to th- you know to think oh I will yeah I remember that I'll, I'll go back and get them there um yeah apart from that that's about it really um not a lot going really at the minute so maybe later I might have something else to say who knows and all of that I said without even mentioning the reason that I turned the phone on and did it turn it on in the, in the first place to record something is <laughs> because I looked out of the the stable door and I thought well that's an unusual bird in a tree uh, I could just tell by the way it was moving through the oak tree and um I thought what is that and it was a jay and that is unusual because we've only had one once before um and I don't know if you've ever heard a jay but they make a terrible racket this one didn't make a racket this time but um I thought oh it's a jay it's uh, very unusual for us to have a jay appear around here which uh so that was a uh, interesting fact of the day we got a jay Listen to this. Beautiful. It's, uh, I've just gone for a walk down the uh, village. Thought I'd go out and get some steps in. And uh, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful day. Uh, sun shining. And it's as sort of like the temperature that I can go out walking. It's not, uh, it's not doing any damage to my skin. I can feel it. Um, yeah, it's absolutely glorious. Um, I've been walking past uh, quite a lot of ivy. And um, I don't know if I can get near any, if you can hear it. But it's absolutely full of bees. You can just hear buzzing all the time you're walking along. Bees or wasps or... Can you hear them? Whatever it is that is attracted to the ivy berries and things. But... Uh, yeah, what a lovely day. What a splendid day for a walk. Hello, it's a Tuesday. Uh, so apart from the walk yesterday, I did do um, quite a bit of other things. Um, I had a really lovely day, actually. A really day, a nice day of thinking... I'm just going to do what I want rather than what I really need to do. <laughs> and uh, some of the things I did need to do, I did. Um, and the rest of it is what I wanted to do. Um, so one of the things I did do was make a big um, autumn wreath for the uh, front, for the door, for the kitchen door, which looks splendid, um, even if I do say so myself. Uh, it looks great. It's got... Um, oak in it and it's got some branches of hawthorn with the berries on it's got some hops um it's got some um himalayan honeysuckle some ash keys in it uh what else has it got in it all sorts of things um oh some beautiful i've got a lovely uh prostrate prostrate fuchsia which is uh like has red and yellow leaves really pretty got some of that in i put a few marigolds in there um and I pinned a couple of small apples up to it. Yeah, it looks good. I was really chuffed with that, actually. Um, just wanted to have a little bit of a practice and see see what's what. Um, and then with the leftovers, I made a jam jar of 
autumn colours. And then I also, a bit later on, I um, I did, I planted up a tub full of allium bulbs in between all that. And then also um, I went out and picked a, like a, just a, a bunch, like a handheld bunch of uh, flowers, really, and foliage. Um that's because we're coming to the end of the that sort of season, really, almost at the end of it. So I thought, oh, it'd be nice to have it in the house. So I've got flowers everywhere in the house at the minute. My side in the kitchen is looking um, it, not in not on purpose, but it's uh, it's now got a dish full of collected acorns in their caps. It's got a dish uh, a jam jar full of um, like rudbeckia, you know, the the centres, the brown centres. I've got a jam jar full of um, rose hips. I've got dried hydrangea heads. I've got dried honesty on there. Just uh, just been collecting it and putting it in. It's quite nice, actually, all together, uh, plus the fresh flowers, too. Um, yeah, so it's looking quite good. Uh, today, I'm waiting for <coughs> a delivery today of fresh meat. So um, wait for that to come. And then uh, that's chickens, and that's how I'm going to have to... Uh, portion all of those out and uh freeze all of that i think we've got some bacon and some sausages coming too uh, which will all be um you know uh put in appropriate portion sizes before being frozen uh, my beef and my lamb's not coming till the end of the month so um <clears throat> that's that's fine um yeah, so that's, I don't know what time that's coming today. I guess I'll get some sort of notification at some point. Um, one of the things I was going to talk about is like, like we were watching the main news last night and um, all of a sudden on the news is the uh, warning of potential um, fuel uh, energy shortages in the winter now remember i said this about three weeks ago probably that there you know there were rumblings of it in in europe and yet nobody over here you know wasn't making the main news over here well it has hit the main news now um so potentially there are going to be um energy shortages which will affect the electricity i mean they didn't actually say the word blackout but they're like it will affect electricity supplies they can't even say it out loud and clear for everybody so that people are because that will just wash over a lot of people they won't even pay much attention to that and then all of a sudden when we start having blackouts they'll be like what well nobody told us no nobody told you outright but <laughs> that's potentially what is coming our way over winter um we took our meter readings this weekend and sent those in so, um hopefully everybody did so that you're not you know depending on when you last sent a meter reading in you're not paying the um the new prices for energy you will really you were using at the lower cost um and uh, we worked out that we're using about two pound fifties worth of electric two pound forty seven or something like that it was um of electric every day uh, that was then so i expect that to double potentially so up to 20 uh, up to five pound a day i'm guessing maybe more i don't know we will see. <clears throat> I still haven't got anything back from the solar panel people, so I'll have to ring them rather than just emailing them. They're just obviously probably inundated with uh, inquiries at the minute. Um, the next, uh, the other thing, oh, we just had a massive, um, oh, there was a bigger, bigger, sorry, been a big water main burst um, up in Oxford 
Uh, this seems to be a massive main that's burst and flooded the whole, uh, you know, main artery roads in and out of um, one part of Oxford, which is causing massive tailbacks. Uh, you know, the ground has shrunk so much because of the lack of rain that things are shifting um, and the pipes are moving and causing, uh, bur- you know, burst pipes, breakages in the pipes. I don't think the... Um, the water boards can actually keep up with it, it's, you know, and that's not, you know, you can just say, well, you know, they're not fixing this, not fixing that. They're breaking all the time because the ground is so dry that it's shrinking and it's moving everything. I mean, you know, if you've got fencing, you know how much the ground shrinks and how much the fences move and things like that. So uh, they're scrabbling to keep up with that. That's potentially um, the next thing we need to look at is... Uh, you know water shortages in the in the future um i think i've said before where uh you know t- big towns and cities will go on rationing at certain times of the day there won't be any water i don't know how far in the future that is but we just thing is we just use resources like they are always available and that's because they have been but we also waste a lot we waste so much of the of the resources um and I think, you know, this is hopefully starting to come home to people that we cannot do that, you know. It's just not, um, you know, the population is expanding and expanding and expanding. The demand is great. Uh, it has to go around a lot more people. And really to waste it is um, is bad, you know. It's not good to waste uh, water. It's not good to, you know run your shower and then walk away and leave it to warm up it's not good to you know waste water unnecessarily or electricity energy or gas even um you know maybe this is the time people will start to wake up and realize that maybe i don't think so they just probably complain that they haven't got it um but um you know certainly something i've been aware of for few years and uh it's uh, though i'll say i thought i was mad as a hatter but i'm not i'm not mad i could see what was coming and it is coming and it's coming a lot quicker than um i thought it would so yeah the um so with that in mind i think uh, also that was the other thing that is um at the moment going under the radar um but potentially will you know surface at some point is that the, uh, the uh, since the pandemic, and let's face it, since the pandemic, the world has gone to pot. It, it, you know, I don't know, whatever country you're listening in, but definitely the UK has gone to pot. Everything's gone to pot. The, the systems are broken um, and they don't seem to have been able to be repaired after the pandemic. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter who you talk to, it, you know, when they're trying to access something, the system is completely broken and uh, they're not getting anywhere. I don't know. It feels like Armageddon sometimes. But um, so the thing that is on the radar, um, you know, coming is uh, after the pandemic, we had um, supply problems. So there were supply problems because of logistics, mainly, you know, um, lots of people ill, uh, they couldn't get the staff, they're not able to move stuff around, um, and not, you know, deliveries and things like that. That was a problem. Uh, going forward, from what I can tell, it's going to be uh, the problem won't be that they can't move it around, it's that they don't have the products to move around. 
And that's because, and mainly when I'm, I'm talking about that, I'm talking about food and things like that, but other, other products as well, because the price of, um, obviously the fuel, fuel and the energy is high, which means people will, and I'm talking globally as well, not just individually, but, you know, um, uh, production may have to drop or, or go altogether because it's just uh, unsustainable. Um, and the other things that affect in everything apart from the uh, fuel costs is that the uh, a lot of the world's food is grown um you know, using fertilizer, which a lot of that comes from Ukraine, and we all know where that is at at the minute, and that's not being able to be got out. So, you know, the fields are not being fertilized with um, fertilizer, which, you know, you know, we should go back to the old way of putting muck on it and everything, shouldn't we? And I know some farmers do, but not not all of them, and certainly probably not the bigger boys that you know the massive. I'm talking about the massive uh, producers. So there's a lack of fertiliser. Couple that with the dreadful state of um, soil worldwide and the lack of nutrients in there. There's going to be a yield, uh, you know, the yield is going to be low. Um, so there's not going to be uh, the product there to start with. Um, yeah, it's not looking good. It's, it's just not looking good. And um, so it, it's going to be a, you know, product... Uh, and then also in this country specifically, you know, with a complete lack of rain, um, so things are not able to grow as they would with all the, the rain that we normally have. We're always complaining about the rain here um, and we're not having it. So uh, you put all those factors together and you, you know, kind of create in a perfect storm here. And so going forward, it will be product availability. That is the problem, I think. So with that in mind, I think, right, I'm go- I am going to plant onions this autumn and uh, garlic and uh, um, things like that because uh, I have a feeling that next year we'll need to grow as much food as possibly can so um, I'm back into that mode now alongside the flowers I'll still be doing the flowers but um, yeah it's that's that's my thinking that's what I think Um, you might agree you may not agree doesn't you know that's up to you I it just that's how I see things going and uh so that's what I'm going to prepare for going forward um lack of products on the shelves because uh I think it's coming uh the day not panning out as it should because I had a message from the company to say the delivery company can't deliver the meat today we've got issues it has to be first thing in the morning and that's great but I'd um planned on using some of that meat for dinner so I didn't get anything out of the freezer um I'm just the reason I'm talking to this now is I just popped back in to get my phone um because I'd come out just to cut the flowers for tomorrow and you know when you never got a phone on you get here come here come here uh you know when you've never got a phone on you when you want one well so I was out there looking uh cutting flowers and I looked across the paddock and I can see a deer sat in the middle of the field um just going to shut the dogs in because I'm going to walk over and see if it moves because that's not normal (laughs) behaviour they don't do that Uh, so I don't know if it's injured in you go, go on in in you go let's put the dogs in because they will just charge straight down there and frighten it to death so 
Just shut the dogs in a minute while I go and have a look and see what's what. Um, interesting day. Well, that's curious. Uh, it let me get quite close to it before. Uh, it's not injured. It doesn't appear to be injured. It's, very, it's a young one. It doesn't look particularly young. Um, but it let me get probably within about 20 foot of it before it even moved. And then, even then it ran along the side of the paddock and into the other paddock and just stood at the fence. So it seemed quite reluctant to leave the safety of the paddock so it's just very odd because um the paddock that i'm stood in i'm just filling the horses walk while i'm here the paddock that i'm stood in it, the grass is eaten down as horses do and the one further along that's got long grass so it could have easily laid in there um and, no, and nothing would have seen it but uh, it chose to lay right out in the middle of the paddock i don't know what that's all about but um it's not injured that's what i thought i thought oh, it was injured so in which case i'd have to find someone to come and shoot it but um it's not injured uh it's literally just only just popped through the the hedge just stood looking at me <laughs> so uh oh, interesting day i spent some time in the afternoon in fact i'm still in here in the greenhouse sowing some seeds because um vegetable seeds these are because i uh i thought oh i I'll order some onion sets and things, which I did. Um, and I thought, well, I'll just have a look for, um, like, plug plants, brassica plug plants. Oh, my God, they're so expensive. I thought, uh, to buy the plug plants um, online, you know, you could buy quite a bit of uh, the same veg in the um, supermarket for that. So I came out, I thought, well, I'll have a look through my seed stash and see... What I've got, what I actually want is some purple sprouting broccoli, but what I might do is see if I can find any at the uh, garden centre. I'm probably a bit late for that, and I don't have any seed either. But I have planted, um, I've sown quite a bit, I've, and, and I don't know if all of these are going to grow. Some of them will, um, some of them won't. So I've planted some peas, because even if I don't get to pea stage, I've got pea tops, um, which are great for all sorts of things, salads especially. I planted some, <clears throat> sowed some all year round cauliflower seeds. Um, again, I don't know how they'll go. We'll we'll see. Um, and then I planted some corn salad, uh, some spring onions, some parsley, some perpetual spinach, and some leeks and some kale and some. Uh, I've got some elephant garlic uh, bulbs that I'd saved, so I've I've sown those as well. Um, because I thought this is ridiculous, Dawn. You've got, you know, you've, you've got the skills, you've got the space. Um, you should be putting much more effort into this. Um, and I'm so I'm going to. And I've identified an area now, which I think, yeah, because where I grew the pumpkins wasn't very successful. But I'm going to, um, you know, give that a going over and add some good nutrients to the ground. Uh, try and. Uh, plant enough in there to keep it uh watered well <laughs> she says depends on what the year well over winter it should be fine some of the stuff will go in the polytunnel um like uh for instance the um the spring onions and the corn salad and things uh if i can get the other stuff to sprout the leeks and the and the kale and the spinach they will all be all right outside and the peas um so yeah this i just thought this is 
Crazy Dawn, and I've also got um, ton, I've got loads of carrot seed as well, Autumn King carrot seed. So um, I might have a give a go with that. You know, if it don't, if it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. But um, uh, I thought this is I've procrastinated long enough now, so it's time to um, address the balance and get back to the veg and things because it's um, you know it's time. It's time. So that's what I'm doing. Hello, it's Wednesday afternoon, nearly three o'clock. And um, my meat, my chickens finally arrived um, about midday. So um, all afternoon. So this morning um, I downloaded and watched a... Uh, floristry workshop that I paid for um, and then uh, Samantha came and we nipped out because she had to go to a nearby town to pick something up so I went with her and then we uh, and then I came back and uh, literally as I got back the chicken the meat arrived so um, I have been portioning out so I had six chicken whole chickens come with giblets so I have been portioning all of the chickens, not all of them. I've got, I've kept one in the fridge. That's for dinner tonight. And I've kept one whole one. So four of the others I've portioned out. So I have ended up with, um, so, and I've got my vacuum packer out. And I, so I've got um, chicken breasts in, in um, packs of two. I've got chicken thighs. I've got ch uh, chicken thighs, one of them in pack of four, the other in a pack of two. I've got um, single whole chicken legs in uh, two of those. And I've got chicken drumsticks, which I've packed in threes, I think. Um, chicken wings and um, bits of chicken that I've, you know, cut off. And my, my boning out is not fantastic. So you end up with bits of chicken and the oyster bits and just bits that you can cut off um, that make a, like a chicken casserole pack. Um, so that's what I've got from there. I've also got obviously all the giblets they were already backpacked i've got four chicken carcasses in front of me which i'm going to roast in the oven along with the bones that i boned out of the thigh um and uh yeah so i've got a lot of a lot of chicken and a lot of options that's the thing i've got m many more options and that's one of the reasons i packed them in some in two twos some in fours so that if it's john just eating that day i can just get a pack of two if it's me uh, as well i get a pack of four if it's somebody else as well i can get out both packs it doesn't matter um i also ordered uh, a job lot of sausages as well um a family pack of farmhouse sausages um and i'm doing the same with those so i've got packs of four and packs of two that i'm packing them in um i'm trying to think how many four uh one two three four five six so they come in packs of 12 so um i've been packing them in twos and fours and they will go in the freezer and again so if john wants sausages i'll just get a pack of two out if i'm having sausages as well i'll get a pack of four out um that's the easiest way uh, to do it and like i said it gives you many more options i've also got some a family pack two family packs of um bacon to do the same so i will um take them out undo the pack that they're in and i will um put them in portions of probably i don't know four rashers maybe four rashers because i don't eat a lot of bacon but john you know john will eat it but he well, i don't know 
yeah, I'll do it in fours and then he can always have it the next day um, because bacon will keep, all right. So that's what I've been doing this afternoon. I haven't finished yet. I've still got uh, the, sauce, the, rest, the other sausages to do and the bacon to uh, to do as well. As I said, the four carcasses, I'm going to, when I roast the chicken for dinner tonight, I'm going to also roast those. And then they, tomorrow, I'm going to put those in both of my um, slow cookers along with um onion carrot some celery uh etc and i'm going to um pull out as much goodness as i can there'll be quite a bit of chicken on there chicken bits as well that will be nice and they will then be i you know use for chicken stock uh either going on for gravy or they will be for chicken soup or um you know something like that so uh you get quite you know if you eat and I've gone, obviously, I've gone for um, free-to-roam chickens. Um, and I've actually gone with field and flour. Uh, and, but, you know, if you're buying the chicken from the supermarket, um, it's, you know, just do the same. You're getting so much more for your money and you're getting more choice um, rather than the whole chicken. And then you've got, like, a chicken that you don't, you know, got leftovers. I mean, obviously some people are going to use it all at once. But there's just the two of us. So it's very, you know, it's difficult to use one whole chicken for days on end. John's like, oh, not chicken again. But, um, so I, my way is I've, I've gone in and I, you know, portioned them all up. And then also if I think, oh, you know, I really make chicken korma tonight, I've got some portions of chicken in the freezer that I can go and get out and uh, make it, with, you know, make, use those to make up whatever I want really so yeah that's what I've been doing um this afternoon haven't finished yet still got a bit to do um and I've also got to get the dinner on because uh, we're gonna have roast chicken tonight um <laughs> I'll, I'll be sick of the side of chicken by tonight but uh we're gonna have roast chicken I'm gonna roast off those other ones and then tomorrow I'm going to um put them in a slow cooker to uh, uh pull out all the goodness and uh, all the bits off of that to make stock and gravy um stock for gravy and casseroles I have got um, Flower Club tonight. I've also got to organise all of that. Um, get ready to go and do... Uh, we're doing a practical tonight. We're making a an arrangement in a pumpkin. So the pumpkin is the vase, if you like, and we're making an arrangement to go in that. So, yeah, that's what we're doing. It's um, not particularly nice out today. It's sort of moody and grey and windy and a little bit rainy at times. Um but I've kept myself busy, so I'm not feeling the cold at all. So, um, yeah, that's it. So that's probably it for this week. Um, uh, I'm going to make myself a cup of tea and carry on with the rest of this now. Um, have a great week. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch up with you again next week. I was going, honestly, but I just wanted to um, say that uh, if you have a look on YouTube, you'll find um, uh, uh, videos from... Uh, Carl on self-sufficient hub and um, he does an excellent video of showing you how to uh, portion up a whole chicken so um, it's easy um, so if you fancy giving it a go you just need your knives sharpened I sharpened mine before I did it and halfway through but yeah check out self-sufficient hub on YouTube um, there's a great video on there of uh, portioning up your chicken and uh, saving your money